righty. We are at episode four. Four. Yes. Um, and this is our MLK Day special. Um, <laughs> we didn't get to record on Sunday. Just, you know, life happens. Um, we're all human, busy humans at that. So shall we get started with our introductions? I think we should. Welcome, 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 everybody. I am Dr. E. And I am Donald Coleman. And this is Unapologetic, Unapologetic Conversations, Conversations with, with the Colemans. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I love that. Today, like I said, is our, our MLK Day special. We have a special guest here with us if she would like to introduce herself. Hi, everybody. I'm Alexis Paisley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love that. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, doesn't have to be a research paper. I know you're done with that. Um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are. Okay, I guess I keep it straight to the point. <laughs> My name is Alexis Paisley. I'm Ebony, Dr. Coleman's younger sister. I just recently graduated from Oakland University. And I'm here to just share my thoughts and opinions about today's topic and celebration of MLK Day. Okay, <laughs> alumni from Oakland University. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. What did you get your degree and tell the audience? Health sciences. I know. And what do you plan on doing future plans? My future plans is to become a part of a, an accelerated nursing program. Awesome. Love that. Beauty and right. brains. Love that. that. Deadly combo, but we love it. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess we will move on with today. Well, first, before we get into the, today's topic, um let's start off with i guess uh your weekly enlightenment yes. so as you guys remember at the start of all of our shows we were talking about doing our enlightenment of the week and our stone of the week so for the last few episodes i have been talking about becoming by michelle obama which was gifted to me <clears throat> by my sister alexis for christmas but this week, I'm going to talk about continuation with your planners. So as everyone tunes in each week, I always talk about being an avid planner user and structuring my day-to-day -day activities based upon my planner. So every year, I go to Target in January, well, the end of December, beginning of January, and I get me a planner. My favorite one that I like to use is the Day Designer. So they have multiple different types, but the day designer is my favorite. And what I do is at the beginning of each month, I go and I write out verbatim what are my main milestones that I want to hit throughout each day of each week. So I know it's really hard when you are first getting into being a planner structurer <laughs> and it's difficult to always go back and reflect on that planner, but as much as you obligate yourself to other people, as much as you have responsibilities and you show up for other people, you have to always remember to show up for yourself. So if you're having goals that you want to achieve throughout the year, 
the main reason that I like to use the planner is because it helps you achieve your goals in small increments. It allows for you to look month by month what you need to do and week by week you're able to achieve that. So at the end of the 30 days of each month or 29 days of each month, you are able to look back and reflect on all of the things that you have achieved that month. And at the end of the year, it's gonna be a beautiful thing to see how those small increments added up to something amazing. So my enlightenment of the week definitely would align back to just making sure at the beginning of each month, you are going in your planners and you are writing out what your milestones will be for each day of those weeks. And it doesn't have to be, um, today I'm going to ride my bike for five miles, or today I'm going to call all of my relatives. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. What you want it to be is just something that you know that you can do, but procrastination keeps you from doing it. So make sure you write it out. And when you achieve it each day, I just put like a little check mark next to my milestone of that day. And then some days I go by and I don't actually achieve it. But what I do is I move that goal to the next day and I make sure by the end of the week that I have checked mark all of the things of my milestones that I wanted to get accomplished for that week. And then at the end of that month, making sure that I never close out a month without checking off those milestones. So just be structured, be obligated to yourself, love on yourself and know that whatever your goals are, you are able to achieve them. Just do it in small increments. And I have my right. <laughs> right. I think I probably have been in all of y'all heads. Like, get your planner, get your planner. Actually, yeah. speaking of planners, I'll get mine because I know <laughs> I've been saying I wanted to get my planner, so I'm a bring it. Have you been using it? No, I need to write in it, but I have it. It must have knew you was about to talk about it because mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you, because we call and we tell people like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come to your party or I'm going to make sure that I come to your event and we show up for other people, but we fall short of showing up for ourselves and our goals. And a planner, if you write it out and you put those little check marks next to it, it will make you feel, I don't want to say guilty, but at the end of the day, if you look on your planner and see you haven't check marked something off, it like makes you feel motivated the next day to make sure that you are achieving your goals. So just, just try it out and see how it works. Be successful. Yay. Yes. Yes. So and speaking of, this is mine. Okay. Um, it's a 2021 weekly planner by Russell Hazel. Also, okay. I got that Target. So for those of y'all who don't know, I call Target Target. <laughs> you pretty much uh, don't, you walk out of there pretty much spending at least $200. And what I say about that is it's basically $30 to breathe in there. Um, and whatever else, it's basically added up in taxes. So um, basically, uh, sorry about that. Um, it comes with these little stickers for those who are watching on YouTube. If my ring light will let me be great. It comes with these little stickers. Um, basically... I put them on things like if I have an appointment or if I have like scheduled class time, um, I put them on there just to remind me, you know, like, hey, I need to do this. 
Um, and I'm not a huge planner. I'm not a planner guru, unlike my sister. Um, <laughs> I just started getting into physical planning because I know a lot of my classes this semester are online based, they're asynchronous. So they're pretty much self-paced in a way. So a lot of the work that I need to get done, I have to make sure that I'm doing it on time um, on a schedule. So that's why I have a physical planner. Nice. For all are... the college students out there, make sure y'all writing out your school schedules and putting that in your planner. So if you have an eight o'clock class, you're putting that Monday through Tuesday or whatever those dates are, putting that in your planner and making sure that you are showing up, showing up not to the class, but showing up to be prepared, making sure when you do get to the class that you are ready for whatever those objectives are. So I'm glad you put that in there, Donald, because I think that's important. Yes, yes, most definitely important. Um, and I use, I also use Google Calendar um, for school as well, just because a lot of my meetings with professors and stuff are on there. So definitely find out a system that works well for you um, and just utilize it. Yep, help you create your own schedule. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, coming from three college educated people, um, we literally tell you planning is important. It's important. Um, so yeah, moving on from that, cause we can talk about that all day. Um, <laughs> we are going to do stone of the week. And for those of you who are just tuning in, um, we are going to do stone of the week every week for each episode. So today's stone, for those of you who are looking at on YouTube is a smoky quartz. I don't know if you can really see it that well. You can see it. It's just, you can see a ring light in it a little bit. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. <laughs> so the stone is translucent. So you can kind of see straight ah, through. Okay. Um, just because that's the coloration of the stone itself. Um, smoky quartz is very good uh, if you like are in a st high stress environment or um, if you are in like difficult times, uh, transitional periods, it's a good stone to have. Um, definitely. It's also a very good stone for manifestation. So if you're someone who likes to meditate or you do daily affirmations, um, definitely having that stone in your vicinity um, will definitely heighten those. Um, so that is a very good stone to have. I know like a lot of people are kind of off put by the color of it because it's like dark and smoky and Mm. Um, evil but trust me um <laughs> it's a very good stone to have it's also very good um if you are looking to open up your base chakra um that is a good stone to have as well and for anyone that may have missed these tips or tuned in late and or don't have a pen or paper to write them down make sure that you check us out on our instagram which is unapologetically underscore coleman if you look at enlightenment of the week tabs or stone of the week tabs, you will be able to get the tips that I reflected on today in regards to the planner. And then you will be able to see the stone and what that stone is used for that Donald just reflected on today. So just check us out on Instagram and you will be able to get any updates on our enlightenment of the week and stone of the week every week. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, beautifully said. Um, so we are going to transition now to, um, I believe your, uh, tips and tricks of the week, uh, things, what did you do in this past week that, uh, made you more successful? 
So this week was my week where I said I wanted to work out six days this week. So that was in my planner. I wrote it out and I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like by the time Wednesday strolled around, I was like, I can't do it. it. But honestly, I um, stay obligated to myself. I meal prepped all week. I made sure when I got up in the morning, I did my daily affirmations. I had my breakfast, did things that I needed to do for work and my business on DrEbonyComen.com. Check me out. And then um, went to the gym. And not every day that I went to the gym was it like a hardcore powered workout. But just going into the gym allowed for me to be like, okay, I'm here. So at least do something. So Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I did run my three miles. And then the last what was it? Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I just went into the gym and I did like light core power workouts. I did um, just legs and then always end in the sauna for me. So it just allowed for me this week to see that once again, whenever I align something, I write it down, it can come to fruition. So my tools and techniques for you guys is if you're putting your mind to something, just make sure that, yes, you have it in your thought process to do it, but make sure you're actually executing it. Never let, um, what is it, procrastination or excuses be the reason why you don't do something. There are a million excuses that I could have told myself and validated and justified by not going to the gym. Oh, I'm too tired. My workload is crazy. It's raining today or it's cold out. But if you continuously become an excuse teller, then you will always reflect on what you could have done instead of actually doing it. So this week, I would say I was a doer. And my tools and techniques that I did this week was just staying obligated to the goals that I said that I wanted to achieve. And it wasn't anything big, guys. It was as small as working out six days a week this week. But that's something I wanted to do for Ebony. And I did not allow anything to take me away from it. Okay. <laughs> right, look at that. Um, definitely, I think, uh, I guess something that I did this past week that made me uh, more successful, um, definitely time management. So uh, for those, those of you who don't know, um, I am currently a second year uh, student at Eastern Michigan University. Um, and I started the winter semester uh, this past Wednesday um, as we're recording this. And um, I think one thing that definitely made me successful was time management. So what I mean by that is um, I knew I had the new semester starting. Um, I got a hold of all of my instructors early. I was like, hey, um, what tools, resources, um, materials that I'm gonna need for me to be successful in class? Um, basically just for me, reaching out early to instructors um, definitely has proven to be quite advantageous. Um, I know, right? Big okay, word. grab a word. Uh, right, big word. You just got 10 points. <laughs> um, word of the day. <laughs> and uh, so definitely uh, reaching out, getting those times and dates for assignments, projects, uh, any exams coming up this semester. Um, so I think, uh, like you were saying earlier, not putting things off definitely uh, pays off um, in the long run, the bigger picture of things. So, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, that's pretty much uh, my little thing to end us off. And so as we always do in the tr tradition, we do what coffee are we drinking today? Coffee time. Mm. So I will lead us off today. Uh, I made this cup earlier, so it's a little depleted. <laughs> But nice. I saved some for the show. Um, it is, so I use a almond milk creamer um, because for those of y'all who may or may not know, me and Derry have beef. Okay. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> so I use almond milk, oat milk, um, just any other dairy alternatives when it comes to like milk or creamer or whatever. Um, and I use a honey caramel K-cup Starbucks um k-cup i know if y'all know my sister is a, a starbucks uh went there this morning fanatic to say yeah. at least we're gonna say junkie we'll say fanatic <laughs> Dang. Um, and, this, <laughs> and this k-cup um it has twice as much caffeine so i don't make a whole lot because it definitely um jump starts me as is so yeah and it's on my nice caffeine Mug. I love that mug. That is so cute. <laughs> Did you see it, Lexi? Yeah. Yeah, cute. I got it off Amazon. So, uh, yeah, I was like, let me get that. Let me be great. So. Okay. It. Yeah, so I was up super early this morning. Um, I think I was just, like, anxious about the show. Like, if you guys don't know, um, my last name is Coleman. So, yes, of course, Donald is my brother. But Lexi, her last name is Paisley, but that's because we come from a blended family. So I have seven siblings all together. Um, so if you guys were wondering why Lexi said, that's my sister, and you're like, well, how they got two different last names? Listen, we are a blended Black family, okay? And um, I was just really excited to have two of my siblings on the show today. Um, this is very rare. Um, I got a little emotional about it. As you guys know, I'm an emotional person, but I think the older that I get, my like thug power just is starting to melt away. And er I take everything as like being very sentimental, especially starting this podcast. So long story short, I got up this morning. I did my daily affirmation, thanking God to even have this opportunity, thanking God for creating um, like Zoom to even have platforms where we can do these types of things and just bringing my siblings together and the older that we're getting, we are, all of us are growing together and appreciating one another. And on this particular show today, being able to highlight that just meant the world to me. I'm very proud of both of you guys. You guys are college educated. You guys are black excellence. And to be honest, you guys are not troubled at all. You are y'all good people. You know, I don't have bad stories to tell about either one of you guys. So I woke up, did my daily affirmations. I did go to Starbucks and I was able to get me two shots of espresso because I was already wired, but I just wanted to be a little bit more wired, just a little bit. So I did that. And then as I'm on the show today, I am drinking core power water. Um, it's alkaline water. And yeah, so that's my coffee of the day. Core water, nice. Yeah. Um, I know like, okay, for me, like water does taste different. Each brand of water tastes yeah. different. Like I remember my one friend, like I, I'm not gonna say I hate, I don't like the signing water. Uh, if it's the only thing available, I will drink it. 
uh-huh. but I don't like That's it. That's like drinking beer part. It has a particular <laughs> taste that I just can't shake off. Like it has a weird aftertaste. It's a um, and yeah. like my friend, like, do you not like like it? I was like, I mean, not. It's not my choice. Water. Um, I will take like spring water. I will take any other water besides the cider. So okay. Um, I like core. I don't drink it a whole lot. Um, just because like, I don't know. It's not the one thing that's around me a, a lot. But yeah, core is good. Yeah, Carter's good. I love the water. <laughs> you like what? Water Sam's Club, the brand. Uh, got it. Oh, gosh. She's Listen, such a Sam's Club. Um, <laughs> especially when it's nice and cold. Yeah. The higher so, the pH level, the better it tastes. So my yeah. coffee water. I don't like coffee. <laughs> no. <laughs> you like yeah. tea, though. Yeah, I like tea. I mean, What's your favorite uh, kind of tea? Ginger. <laughs> Ginger is just strong for me. I love it. Y'all built different. I can't. <laughs> I like, like uh, if I'm having trouble sleeping, I like chamomile, like honey chamomile. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, um, I'm just starting to get into like Earl Grey. Um, okay. Like, uh, what is it? Uh, Irish... Uh, breakfast irish morning coffee yeah um, the, oh I'm i think it's like wrong. the english english, english breakfast coffee. yeah english breakfast um i like that because it has the it has enough caffeine to get you started but it's yeah. not enough to where okay you're gonna be jittering throwing off the walls like you do coffee so mm-hmm. yeah that's what those, those are my teas of choice yeah um so getting into today's topic um i would like to put out there um, a warning, um, spoilers, upcoming spoilers for the show, Dear White People. Um, if you have not watched the show, um, I would recommend you pause right here. Come back to this episode when you have watched it um, and you can have your thoughts and viewpoints on the show. Uh, so yeah, just a calm spoiler alert um, at this point. So if you you are more than welcome to pause, um, and come back when you are ready. Um, but if you do not plan on watching the show, then by all means, uh, keep listening in. Yeah. So our topic today, um, like I said earlier, uh, Dear White People. Um, now, I know the name is off-putting, but hear me out. Uh, <laughs> so the show <laughs> features, um, it's centered around uh, Black students who attend an Ivy League. Um, time of the show, I believe, is set between the years of 2016 to 2018, so not as relevant, but relevant enough um, for the sake of this episode. Um, so yeah, this is a satire, so if you're not a fan of sat- uh, satirical shows, movies, uh, I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> there are definitely heavy themes of satire, so yeah, and that's not everyone's cup of tea, so um, yeah, we are just going to get started today. We're going to have some prompts. Um, so I guess our first prompt we can get into is what is your favorite, who is your favorite character and why do you relate to the storyline? Yes or no? And if yes, how come? So, um, I guess I'll go first since I'm the, I'm a fanatic. If y'all don't know, uh, I love that show. Um, I put these two hits to the show. Um, yes, you did. <laughs> so 
I'll start off. Um, I think my favorite character would have to be, I like Sam. Um, and a lot of people don't really care for the character. Um, I like Sam because I think um, her, throughout her time in the show, um, she's trying to find herself and, you know, she's heavily involved in the campus BSU. Um, she does a lot of uh, political activism work, which I can appreciate about the character. And I think um, I liked her character definitely as you continue watching throughout the seasons. Um, she's just grown into her own self, her own um, inner identity, how the world sees her, how she sees herself. Um, and yeah, that's why I really like her. Um, I think. I don't, I don't really, I, I can't really relate to her storyline per se. Um, there are themes and elements like finding oneself that I appreciate, but um, her, in this case, um, because she is uh, mixed, so her father um, in the show is white and her mother is black. Um, so yeah, that the show pretty much revolves around her um, just trying to work through her identity. Where does she fit in in society and in the world? So yeah, um, anyone is welcome to go next. Uh, no, no particular like, order. I'm gonna go ahead and pitch it to you. <laughs> I like Sam as well, but I don't know if I would say she's my favorite character. I actually don't know if I have a favorite character. I think everybody brings in a different type of twist to the story and everybody shows a different light and different messages within the show but I do like Sam she brings awareness to different problems that's going on within the campus and she's bringing everybody together to work as a community she may not get so along with everyone but she still makes an effort to just talk to everyone and get them on the same page with one another. And I like that about her. Yeah. But I can't decide just yet because I had to tell everyone that I only watched one season so far. <laughs> but I, in a way, but I uh -huh. would like to see how the show carries on and, and see if I end up having a favorite character. But I like everybody has a different, something different that they bring towards for the show. That's a valid point, because if you guys have not watched Dear White People, please do. Um, as Alexis stated, everybody on the show, it's like you love them one episode, and then the next episode, you hate them, then the third. It's like a ping pong of emotions, because it's so much going on on the college campus, and they're growing with each obstacle. So when they're going through this, you're like, how naive of you, or why would you think that way? And then when you see them actually learning from what that challenge is, it then makes you like that character again. So I can understand like why you feel that way. And so I say all that to say, because I know you guys are going to be like, why would she pick her? I think I, have, I think I have a feeling who you're going to pick. <laughs> oh, who do you think? I, I think you're going to pick Coco. Yeah. <laughs> You thought that too, Lexi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know okay. you. <laughs> yeah, listen, I did not like Coco in the beginning. She was the antithesis 
scramble word. Ooh, <laughs> big, big words today. Honestly, is this something in the air? Is this something in the water? It's the core water. It's the, <laughs> not the core. It's that core water. But um, she is the antithesis of what it would be to go to an Ivy League school and try to fit in based upon not, of course, her skin complexion. I mean, her name is Coco. So of course, she's an African-American woman, but she tried to fit in with characteristics. So she tried to look like Caucasians. She tried to act like a Caucasian. She tried to wear her hair in styles that would be reflective of Caucasians. And if it was anything around her that she deemed as urban or too Black, she welcomed it, but she had to always throw shade on it. And I think she welcomed it because she knew it was a part of her, but it was a part of her that she didn't want, I guess, her counterparts, her Caucasian friends, to know was something that she appreciated and digested. So she kept herself close to the Black community, but just enough away to show them that she was better than. So I did not like her for that. But then when I sat down and I reflected on how people over the years have looked at me or told me how they felt about me, I could understand why she was around the Black community, but didn't feel like she was a part of the Black community or accepted in the Black community. So if you guys don't know, I'm from Seven Mile in Buffalo in Detroit. Uh, we later moved on to Romulus, so that's where I went to a little bit of elementary, middle school, and then high school in Romulus. And when I would go back to Detroit and I would talk and be around my Detroit friends, I felt like an outsider because here I come, I, I maybe I talk different. Um, my life experiences is different because then I was living in the suburb. If you guys don't know, Romulus, Michigan is considered the suburbs. And so when I was around my, my urban, quote unquote, air quotes for people that's not watching. Uh, when I was around my inner city friends, they were like, oh, Ebony, you talk like a white girl. Or, oh, Ebony, why you walk like that? You so bougie. And I was just, honestly, I was just being myself. But because I was in the suburbs and at that time in Romulus, it wasn't as blended as it is now in Romulus. So majority of my friends, they were Caucasian. And so it wasn't like I was trying to talk like them or be like them. I just was a product of my environment. And my environment was that way. But when I went around my other friends in the inner city, they took it as I was trying to be something different. So I looked at Coco, going back to Dear White People, as maybe that type of person because I know what it feels like to want to be in the Black community and be a part of what your, your heritage, your culture is. But then when you try to enmesh in it, people are saying that you are not that. And then so you push it away because you feel like, okay, if you don't want to accept me, I'm going to show you I'm everything that you said I am. I'm going to act bougie. I'm going to have my white friends. I'm going to have my voice that's Caucasian. I'm going to do all of that because when I try to be accepted by my Black counterparts, they push me away. So I know it's long, but one other element I want to add to why I say I like Coco is because I've been reading the Michelle Obama book, Becoming, and she talked about that. 
She said she was, she grew up in Chicago and because her family was well-educated and because they required her to speak a certain way and hold herself a certain way, when she went around certain family members on the South side of Chicago, they were like, oh, you act like a white girl or the way you talk, you think you're better than. And she said for a long time, that made her feel ashamed of who she was, or she would try to change her vernacular when she would be around them. And she said, as she became older, that's when she realized that that's who she is. It doesn't take away from her blackness. She doesn't have to dim her light to be somebody that she isn't. She is just able to own who she is. And for people that align to that, then they'll like her. For people that don't align to that, they're not gonna like her, but that's their journey. And if you guys watch the show, another spoiler alert, Coco towards the end, she's becoming who she is innately. Meaning like she doesn't feel like she needs to wear the weaves and she doesn't feel like she needs to push away her black heritage. She still has her vernacular and the way that she holds herself, but she's just becoming confident and being a well-educated black woman. So I know that was long-winded, but if you guys watch the show, I just want you guys to understand why I say I like Coco and um, why I feel like there's pieces of her in me. So. And I noticed part in the first season that she was trying to become a part of the sorority and she heard them talking about her through the door. And then that's when she backed yeah. away. I felt like that made her want to stop being open and back away from the black community because mm -hmm. she, I put my, myself out and I'm trying to befriend them and now they're talking behind my back. Yeah. yeah. And it made her comfortable and that's when she wanted to go and be with her white friends. It made her embrace them more. Mm -hmm. I think the show does a really good job um, of emphasizing that. And also they do a really good job of just the theme, the overall theme is um, these are, you know, black students attending Ivy League college, right? So, you know, of course they're in school there, but they're growing, right? And I think over the course of these seasons, you know, and also I love that each episode centers around a specific character. So, uh, for those of you who don't watch the show, each episode is tailored to a specific character in that episode. So the episode is viewed in their lens, right? So how whatever obstacle that episode or that storyline may entail, each episode views it in the lens of that character. So, um, for example, a show like the... It may have been covering a certain topic, but it may have been viewed in the eyes of Coco or, or Sam or Troy. So I really like the show and it shows that each character is not perfect. They have their own flaws. They have their own strengths and weaknesses. And I really appreciate how you said earlier, Lexi, um, each character brings in a unique point of view just as a whole and the whole conversation. So that's why I enjoy watching the show. Um, not just because of the title or because of whatever reason. <laughs> I enjoyed the show because it actually is very thought-provoking when you kind of remove the layers of the satire. Um, so yeah, I would recommend it to anyone to watch, um, regardless of race, ethnicity, 
um, socio-political standing. I think everyone, there's something for everyone in the show. If you are willing to just open your eyes, open your mind. Yeah, so. Be honest um, with who you are. Like, I think it brings out honesty because I'm telling you, Coco, I did not like her. I'm like, why do I not like her so much? And then when I was like, I was looking on my life, it made me realize like I didn't really like her because I seen things in her that I didn't used to like about myself. And it allowed for me to just be honest and transparent on, I didn't like that part of me when I was younger, but now the woman that I am today, I am confident and I am who I am today because that was my journey. So that, it's a dope show. Like I'm so thankful Donald turned me on to it because I did not watch it. When I seen it on Netflix, Dear White People, I was like, what kind? it was very off-putting, the title, until you watch it and you see it's the, I, I mean, the title brings you in, but it's complete opposite of what you think it would be. And back yeah. to it. And I like how they show the background story of them because it helps you understand their character and why yeah. they act they act. Yeah. Everybody has a background story to that put them in the place that they are today. So true. Yeah, and that's another, I totally have forgot about that. Yeah, so each character, you know, the more you watch the show, the more you're exposed to their background, their upbringing, and it ties into past and present, right? So how you were, how the characters were, you know, maybe in high school or middle school or growing up, like in their families, like I know, um, Sam, the more you watch um, the seasons, the more you you get a look into her background and her upcomings and where she grew up. Just like with Coco, you know, Coco um, came from a single parent household and her mother, you know, working mother, put her through private school, put her through all this education. And Coco, you know, I think, like, I don't know how far you've gotten into it, uh, dear sister, but uh, once you get into, like, season three and uh, two and three, you explore more about Coco's personality because she doesn't let that define who she is. Mm -hmm. You know, she did grow up, you know, with these setbacks and obstacles, but she overcame and she started to become Coco. See, you got me saying yeah. become. <laughs> I'll fuck you, but no, she's genuinely, you know, all these characters in their own mm -hmm. right are becoming of themselves. Mm -hmm, they are. Each episode in each season, they grow and they overcome an, an episode, or not episode, I'm sorry, they overcome an obstacle. And, you know, when the next one comes, you know, they overcome it and they become better people. Exactly. And I like how the show definitely um, is fluidity as far as like, you know, the characters thought processes and their opinions, because it reflects in real life how when you're in college, you know, you aren't the same person when you came in freshman year and you won't be the same person when you come out your senior year or your graduating year. And that's what I appreciate about the show is each episode, the characters are so fluid, like there's no real predictability in them like how an, a character may behave in one episode may be completely different on how they portray themselves towards the season finale so i do give the show uh brownie points for the realistic attributes that it has 
So I know that was a lot and it was definitely long-winded. So moving on to our our second prompt, um, what is, or I can kind of continue off what I was saying earlier, what's your favorite thing about the show um, and what's your least favorite thing about the show? And if you were a writer slash director on the show, what would you change? So definitely, like I was saying earlier, I like the show's realism. Um, It definitely reflects life and it reflects how we change and we evolve. And, you know, what we're saying now, our opinions now mm-hmm. could be different a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. And I like how the show allows these characters to grow. Because mm-hmm. a lot of shows, you know, a lot of college theme shows or whatever, they don't really depict that we're allowed to change and we're allowed to grow because that <laughs> what makes us human, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Our feelings, our thoughts, our emotions, that what makes us us. So I that's what I like about the show. And I like that the characters, you can kind of see yourself in bits and pieces of the characters. You know what I mean? Like Joel, I see pieces of myself in Lionel and Sam, you know, and Reggie, you know. So that's what my likes about the show are. Um, I think one thing I would probably change. Um Oh, that's kind of hard. Um, <laughs> not much. I mean, I really like the show. I like it, the. I don't know. I, I I think I will pass on the second one. Um, if anyone would like to step up with their thoughts and opinions, because I, I really need to think about that. There's not much I can think off the top of my head that I would change about the show. I think the show. Um, I mean, in the beginning, I thought some of the stuff was a little cheesy and corny, but mm. I've sooner realized that a lot of this later on in future episodes. So, yeah, if anyone would like to go up next. I was thinking the same thing. I can't think of nothing that I would want to change. Maybe I would have to watch the second and third season. Maybe that would change. But so far, it's nothing that I would change. I'm just going with the flow of the show, seeing what's happening and everything but I when you said realistic that's the thing that was resonating with me because I feel like the show is really realistic they're not just oh like oh this happened everything everybody gets along oh it's no problems the communities the white and black community blend so well together (laughs) the the white community respects the black community (laughs) I'm every single person yeah. understands what the black community goes and faces in predominantly white um, colleges. I like that realistic aspect of it. And not only does it touch on the problems that the black community faces within colleges and just life in general, they also touch base on the personal stuff that each character has to go through within life and everybody can resonate with that. Actual. I feel like what I'm gonna say might be a little controversial. Oh <laughs> Lord, do you, need a, do you need a second to, to simmer? <laughs> I'm still going to say it because it's called unapologetically. (laughs) So I'm scared. (laughs) I like Sam. I like that Sam is a part of the show. I think she's necessary. However, (laughs) 
I just feel when you have a show titled Dear White People, I would like to have seen the lead character be done by someone that is reflective of, I'm trying to think of the right words to say this, but I don't want to sound like a colorist. I don't want to sound like this is coming from a negative place, but I just want to be real about the fact that in the Black community, color is such a big thing amongst us. It's like, oh, you light-skinned or, oh, you're dark-skinned. And really other races, they see us as Black, like you're Black. It doesn't matter if you're light or dark, you're Black. But in the Black community, it's such a big thing. And I would have liked to see the lead character be someone of a darker skin complexion. Because when we wake up in the morning, especially me, like you guys can see complexion, I don't have a choice to wake up and be like, oh, today I'm going to embrace the white side of me or oh, today I'm going to embrace the black side of me. Every day I wake up, I wake up in this black body. And how people see me, they see me as a Black woman in or out of my community. And I just want, because the show is so real, it's so real, it's so good, so juicy. I just would have wanted people to be able to see when you are of a skin complexion where you don't get to choose, how the world responds to you. They're not so receptive in certain things that Sam does in certain interactions I feel like she has within the white community. I feel like some of those interactions are forced because she wants them to see her as a black woman versus a person like me or a person like Lexi or a person like you, Donald. We don't get to choose for people to be like, oh, are you black or are you, you we're our color. So I just have, would I have, I would have liked the directors of the show to have chosen a darker complected woman to be the lead character. So, other than that, I think everything else is immaculate. Yeah, no, I definitely um, understand that. Another thing I think I like about the show is they definitely, when it's, um, when they do episodes centered around Coco and Joelle, um, I think they do a very good job at um, all the things you just touched on, um, but I definitely understand why you, like you will want the face of the show to be Yay. someone with a darker skin complexion. But um, I think just as an overarching theme of the show, I think it does a good job at tackling identity, identity mm -hmm. crisis, identity among oneself and how other people see you. Um, and as y'all know, there's a fourth and final season coming of the show, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just hope in that future uh, season that they tackle it a little bit more, you know, oh, just a final, a final bang, a final push out, um, definitely. But um, yeah, no, I definitely resonate with everything you said. Um, I think this show is definitely in a right direction as far as future shows that reflect uh, themes and messages like this. I definitely think that um, Dear White People is the blueprint for that because um, the show in itself, you know, talking, just using Sam as a reference, 
Um, she's dealing with so much, right? She's, you know, she comes from an interracial household. She has a Caucasian boyfriend and, you know, she's oftentimes ostracized. Sorry, uh, tongue twister. <laughs> you uh, won today. You done won scramble today, Donna. <laughs> Um, yeah, if we were playing Scrabble, I think I would have won. I would have took the trophy. Um, but she's oftentimes felt isolated because of that. And I feel, I have some sympathy for Sam because it's not like, you know, she chose this. It's not like how she just woke up one day, you know, she just woke up to violence. She didn't choose violence. She didn't wake up and was like, I just, I just want some conflict. I just want some, right. you know, some inner and... <laughs> external conflict today because you know my identity she didn't she didn't do that right and so I like how in the show Sam is doing the best with what she has and I like that in her own right she's very unapologetic um you know she has her thoughts and opinions and she doesn't let anyone dictate and try and change her and her identity she is like no I am Sam White this is who I am deal with it and even with all the other characters like Coco, she's unapologetic, you know, Joelle in her own right, you know, and that's what I appreciate about the show is, um, is that all the characters are very outspoken and yeah, they, they are, are. very, they, they are strong characters, each and every one of them in their own right, whether it's Lionel or Reggie or, or Troy, even though a lot of people don't like Troy, but you know, if you watch the show, you understand <laughs> Troy, uh, has made some problematic choices in his life, um, to say the least. But uh, yeah, so I think that's just another thing that I appreciate about the show is each of the characters are unapologetic about themselves, their beliefs, and their own identities. Back, so. back to what Ebony was saying, maybe they chose Sam because she's half Black, half white, because realistically, she might be able to get away with more stuff than the other students that's fully black wouldn't be able to get away with. Right. So that's a good point. At the radio show, they did, did try to stop it, but it did come back. And who's to say if somebody else that was fully black would have been that show would have been wouldn't even been a show. That's factual. So that's, that's a good point. That okay, she's half black, half white, and maybe. They're not going to say it directly, but maybe that's their way of hinting to this is how the show was able to become the show. Hmm. I like that perspective. And they I hope that is um, that. They don't really, so they don't call it out, but I know in the episode, like um, when Sam has like Coco on there, like, yeah. Um, in one interview she did with Coco, um, I know Coco kind of called her out on that, but. Um, I mean, realistically, on any college campus, I don't think they would allow a talk show called Dear White People to be aired. Um, <laughs> definitely, that is the the fiction. That is the the make-believe, the fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think any uh, reputable university would allow that. Um, but um, I, get, I get what you mean, Lexi. Uh, definitely, you know, and that's just the sad reality, you know, of people who are like Sam, you know? And I, and I think another thing that I like about her is um, throughout the show, she definitely kind of realizes that, okay, 
I do kind of have some benefits and perks to this, you know what I mean? So, but I like how she doesn't abuse that. She slowly starts to become aware to it. And I think awareness um, is a very huge part in anything. I think once you become aware, that's the first step into acknowledging what the issue is and how to move forward with it and how to move move on in a productive way. So I think that's a good thing that the show does for her character. Oof, I feel like I'm on the real at this point. At this point, yes. if, you, if you are watching this and you're on the real or the view, <laughs> um, contact me. <laughs> contact us. You know our emails in the. Uh, I was about to below. say contact you. Contact all three of us. <laughs> right at this point, um, any news networks watching? You want to pick us up? Just, right. Just throwing that out there. Um, but moving on to our third prompt. Um, Oh, yeah. Moving back to what I was saying, first of all, I think, yeah, like I said, I don't think there's anything I would change about the show. I like the show as it is. Um, I watched all three seasons and I honestly think that each episode was created immaculate chef's kiss. Um, Definitely 10 out of 10. Um, There are some things, you know, small, I guess, theatrical things that I would change, but nothing. I don't have any major complaints. I think the show was well-crafted, well-thought-out. Um, you can definitely tell that they had a stellar team behind this. Um, the writers um, definitely had uh, a lot of thought-provoking messages with each episode. I think, um, even for me, I, I had to go back and watch a couple episodes because a lot of things just went over my head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, as someone who's college-educated, you know, I'm not perfect. I have to go back, re-watch things, re-look at things. Maybe I watched an episode and I was particularly heated about something. I came back and rewatched it with a clear mind um, and more intuitive. And I found the message, okay, wow, this is what that episode was talking right. about. Right? <laughs> so, and that's just another, uh, another thing that I love about the show. But moving yeah. forward, because we can okay, talk DJ about that. Kelly. I, I love <laughs> about this show. Kudos to everyone that was a part of producing the show and creating it because this is a touchy subject to even talk about and to create a whole show that's, you said they making another season, four seasons long. So at least awareness to the problems that's going on within society today. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm just so glad you brought that up because it is it's hard to talk about like even on here like when I wanted to talk about why I didn't want Sam as the lead I had to think in my mind like how I'm going to say this and how I want it to come across because I I I think it is a hard topic it's a very hard topic even like in the workplace to talk about it in the family to talk about it but like you said to create a whole show where the world is going to see it and judge you you're right. Shouts out to the writers and producers of the show and to the characters, because to be able to play these roles, the way that they play them, the mental anguish that they probably had to go through and how some episodes might have triggered past trauma for them. I just think that they did very well. Very well. Yeah, no, um, definitely. Uh, and Lexi, thank you so much so much for bringing that up. Kudos to all the actors, the writers, the producers, the executive producers, um, 
if you were a part of that project, you did a Mac like just chef's kiss because <laughs> I think just to tackle that conversation, um, just in regular everyday life, like even on the show, like Emily said, you know, um, we definitely curate and we're very careful on how we wear things because on this show, like, like, and we'll say, we'll say it again, you know, this show, we talk about it with love, with intention, with not purpose. We're not trying to hurt anyone. We're not trying to harm anyone. This is definitely a safe, a safe space for all topics, conversation. And our audience, you know, we love you guys, no matter what your ethnicity, race, socio-political standing, whatever the case may be, um, definitely we, um, and definitely I had to think on that too, as someone who's now a content creator, how that reflects our audience, right? And I want to make content just like you that is catered to everyone because I think in this day and age, it's so important that um, we're moving towards an era of inclusivity, right? Everyone, we want everyone to feel welcome. We want everyone to feel like their voice and opinions can be heard. And that's what I appreciated about Dear White People because even one of the main cast, he's white, gay, um, Sam's boyfriend, and their episodes centered around him. I'm not so sure in the first season, I can't remember, but definitely in the second and third season, their episodes um, from his point of view, and that's what I appreciate. So um, yeah, if you, I don't know if they're ever gonna listen to this, but if you are someone on the show or if you work on the show, Dear White People, thank you so much because those topics and conversations are definitely needed and it's it's hard to talk about you just talked about manifesting we're gonna say that they're going to listen to the show and when they listen to the, to the show shout out because you guys did a right. great job <laughs> yes no definitely and some episodes um trigger warning um talks about you know sexual assault it talks about um you know racism and so a lot of those, you know, episodes, I couldn't even imagine filming. Like, I hope they had, like, a therapist or a counselor on set because a lot of episodes are triggering. Um, and I don't know how far along you two have gotten. Um, and I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to talk about it on here. But there's a certain episode um, about the character Reggie. And, you know, uh, he experiences some, some racial trauma and racial stress. So uh, it's definitely... Um, yeah, uh, to the actors, phenomenal. Like, uh, all of you deserve awards for that. Yeah, for sure. You imagine just having their name tied to this show and people look like, no, I don't remember you because you was a part of a show called Dear White People. Yeah. Why would you be a show that's called that? Why would, or why would you produce a show that's called that? I could only imagine all the drama that they probably had to deal with from just being a part of the show there anybody name being tied to this show right you're right because just think about it i mean before i watched it after being encouraged by you donald i judged it i judged the title and when i turned it on on the first episode ever i was just looking like who in their right mind will want to be a part of this and i was judging the fact that because I know how society is about certain words, certain trigger words, that particular episode allowed for me to see that trigger words are only given power based upon the power that you give them. And even with trauma, like for people that might be watching this and 
we're talking about trauma and you're like, ah, I don't know if I can watch the show because you guys are talking about trauma and I don't want to be re-triggered. Uh, trauma is only as powerful as the perspective that you give it. So if you are out there in the world and you may have went through traumatic issues, whether it was race, whether it was people judging you on your color, whether it was people judging you about how you carry yourself, you have to change the perspective of that being trauma to the fact of a healing thought process and realizing that everything that happened to you is aligned to your strength, your confidence, and your self-awareness now. Sit back and take that self-inventory and realize that the more that you embrace who you are, the less you are a victim of whatever victimized you. So that's just something that I wanted to add because I always have to put on my little therapeutic hat. But perspective is key, man. If you are out there and you feel like you are somewhere in your life where you don't want to be and you feel like you can't do it and you can't make it, just change, look in the mirror and change that perspective. Always look at yourself and realize you are the best you. Nobody else can be you. Nobody woke up this morning in your body being you. So you go out, you walk with your head held high and you never let nobody make you feel bad about anything that you've ever been through because that's only gonna make you powerful, stronger and more successful because you were able to heal from something that would have killed someone else. So that's my little sprinkle. That's on wellness and mental health. Yes, <laughs> yes Show about wellness. Y'all thought we wasn't going to tie that in. Like, if you're listening, he was like, I thought they were just going to talk about the show. No. <laughs> you, you thought. You thought. You thought wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so. I something. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. No, maybe, you're fine. Maybe they could make a show, like a spinoff for a younger audience. Because I think the topics yeah. they talk about is really important. I agree. So maybe they, because I don't wouldn't recommend a child like a yeah child children to watch this show because it's a little bit too much in some aspects. Be a good to do a spinoff of it for a younger audience. So what you think? Like maybe look at it from like high school kids' perspective. Yeah, I was gonna say like, or uh, not to like tip, put words in your mouth. I was thinking probably like middle school, high school. Just because I wouldn't recommend the show. So if you're listening out here, um, I definitely would recommend if you are, I would say a junior in high school or above. Uh, I think if you are not in that age range, um, I don't think the show would be um, appropriate. It definitely has some adult themes <laughs> um, <laughs> that I would rather not discuss that on the show. But um, yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of mature... Um, dialogue and conversation so um definitely if you are not of that age range i wouldn't recommend watching not alone i mean if you're watching uh with the older brother or sister or family member i think that would be okay um to dissect a lot of the themes and the messages of the show but yeah no definitely i think a spinoff like maybe about because i know with sam they talk about her childhood a lot so if they did like a spinoff of like them, but like in middle school, high school, leading up to Dear Wife, I think that would yes. be Yes. Oh my goodness. That would be so juicy. And I guess that's what I was getting at when I talked about Coco. I just would have wanted to see more of like her trying to be a part of the Black community and the Black community like 
pushing her away, isolating her for whatever reason to make her act the way that she acts and especially the first season. So that would be so juicy to see her like in middle school or, you know, on her journey throughout high school. I would love to see that. Become Coco. Because <laughs> her real name is not even Coco. It's right. something Alandria. else. Yeah. Alandria uh, Connors. But she shortened it to Coco. And it's only so much you could fit in one episode because they like I do like that they do show the backgrounds of their life story mm-hmm. but only so much you could fit in the episode so they can't be really detailed on every aspect of their exactly. life exactly that's true getting- but if they did that spinoff oof, baby. I would watch it just because I would want to see especially they did a spinoff of like the characters that's actually on the show them and middle school going to high school, I think that would be really juicy. People will tune in and it would just be like more of a legacy of the show. Yeah. So like I said, if you are a writer or a director or an executive producer <laughs> and you're listening to this, we have our email in the link below. So contact us. <laughs> Business opportunities. Because um, if I turn on Dear White People spinoff <laughs> and I didn't get no recommendations, Listen, all I'm going to say is cut that check, okay? Um, Send it. Matter of fact, I want direct deposit. Me too. Me too. I don't trust checks, so I want that direct deposit. For sure. I agree. So, (laughs) moving on to our third and last prompt. Um, Would you rate... Okay, so what do you rate the show? And would you recommend it to a friend or a family member? Um, yes or no? Yes, why? You know, no, why? So give reasoning to your answer. Um, I think I'll go first. Just because I'm the OG <laughs> over here. I have seen all the episodes, all the seasons. Oh, gee. Okay, now. <laughs> so I'll call myself an expert <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> um, I think I would rate the show... Hmm. Nine and a half out of ten. And the reason why, I know all y'all like, but you give it high praises. You've been you've been swearing up and down. This show is just the savior of all. So the reason why I give it that, um, I definitely think, like as like both of you have said um prior, there are just things about the show that they definitely could have tweaked. Um, but like I said, I don't have any major complaints about the show. I think the show was definitely well-crafted. Um, the writers went into this with their intention set. Um, the actors, I'm so thankful, you know, all of them are good at their craft. They definitely went in, because that takes a lot of mental fortitude, right? To go into a... I know, I'm just dropping all the big words today. Um, did you read Webster before you got on the I show didn't, today? I didn't. This is all, you know, SAT vocabulary. Let me stop. <laughs> SAT vocabulary from high school. Okay, um, She's doing a little light flexing. I'm not mad. A light flex. Um, intellectual. Uh, intellectuals on the weekday. <laughs> but... No, I think that takes a lot of mental fortitude to be able to go into a role that you already know that is going to be judged. 
um, is going to be looked upon, frowned upon by most. And they did it excellent. I don't think any character was slacking. I don't think any character was lackluster. I think they were all dynamic. And it shows that because in each episode, like, like we were saying, there is so fluid, right? Their emotions, their thought processes, their beliefs change. And that's why I like about these actors on the show is that you have to go in this knowing, okay, this isn't some static role. I'm not a background character. Like you're at the forefront. Yeah. And a lot of these conversations, these topics, these themes were a lot. And like I said, kudos to all of them. Uh, would I recommend it to a friend or family member? Yeah, because I did it to you, Ebony. So I, obviously, <laughs> yes, I would recommend the show. Um, like I said, I wouldn't recommend it if you, I'm going to say 16 and up. Um, if you're not of that age range, I would definitely recommend you not watch it or watch it with a family, like an older sibling, cousin, um, someone who's a lot, like I said, a lot of those themes, uh, even for me, I had to rewatch it. Like, okay, whoa, this went over my head. What were they even talking about in this episode? Coco was just going off and I didn't even peep the theme of the episode. So uh, definitely I would recommend it 16 and up. Um, it's definitely a good show. I, definitely for college age people. So 18 to 24, this is a good show to watch. Anyone would like to go next? Their final thoughts, comments? I think I would rate this show. Maybe yes. <laughs> well, okay. And for those of y'all listening, she just started watching the show. So this is her recommendation a couple of episodes in. So. I and mean, I think I would give it a, I think that's a pretty good rating. I just say that because, like you said, I haven't seen the other two seasons to give my full final rating exactly. and get really good rating just yet. But I would give it an eight. And I'm just what I was saying earlier, I really like how realistic it is. And like you said, college students, this is a good time to di divulge. And I'm trying to say my words like that oh, right because <laughs> donald is on it today <laughs> listen i'm sorry i did not, that was not my intention oh, usually i'm the one, I'm oh, the one okay. who can't speak but today i guess i woke up with the gift of god i'm sorry <laughs> he was ready <laughs> but uh yeah i would really recommend this right now for college students because it's going to be such situations that you encounter that the show touches on and maybe it can help you like oh okay maybe I could respond to this situation like this or maybe I wouldn't respond to this situation like that or you could be like oh I remember being in a situation like this and reflect on how you handled the situation or whatever the case may be but I would definitely recommend it to college age students but anybody of any age I mean no not any age, like you said, 16 and older, like, but, <laughs> but like adults, I'm not saying you have to be a college student to watch this or, oh, this show is only good for college students, but mm -hmm. so that's the main group of people that I would stress it to. But I yeah, know. I like the show so far. Ebony. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, y'all. No, I think for me, I would probably rate it a seven. I was thinking about doing a 7.5, but maybe the more and more as I watch more episodes and I'm able to dial in on different aspects, it might go to a 7.5. But right now, I'm just going to give it lucky number seven. And I say that based upon my perspective of Sam. I, I hear you guys, but I just would have liked to see a more melanated queen, a more melanated queen. Sam is a queen and she is melanated in her own right. But I would have liked to see more of a melanated individual um, play her role because that role is so prominent. It's threaded through every episode, even if it's not centered around Sam, she in that way has a leadership role in that episode. So, but that's just my perspective. Um, I still recommend anybody, like Lexi said, 16 and up to watch it. If you are going through self-identity issues and you are in that age group, I think that show is perfect to process. However, if you are still having any anxiety around your self-identity, please reach out to a wellness coach, a therapist, a psychologist, someone that can assist you on that journey because your identity at the end of the day is built upon you, your perspective, and how you interact your perspective in this world. So that's one thing that'll never change. So the more and more that you make your self-identity a healthy one, then you will be able to have healthy rapports, not only with other people, but a healthy rapport with yourself. So get into some type of counseling, coaching. And if you guys are looking for a wellness coach, check me out on dreebonycoleman.com. <laughs> I do mentorship opportunities as well as coaching and consulting. Yes, Thanks. just a, a shameless plug. Um, <laughs> wouldn't be an episode without one, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, just going into wrapping up, um, I definitely think this show, um, like I said, 16 and up, um, is definitely a good age range. Um, there's a lot of uh, hidden gems, a lot of hidden cookies in the show, so you may have to watch an episode once or twice more. Um, don't be ashamed if you have to. doesn't mean you're any less intelligent. Um, it just, you know, those writers, man, they knew what they was doing. I mean... Yeah. You know, they drop things in there, you know, on purpose to get, you know, the audience to to think, to open up um, different avenues of thought processes. So um, that's what I appreciate about the show. Definitely, it talks about um, Black mental health, Black wellness um, in the show as well. Um, like I said, I've watched it all. So there are certain episodes they do touch on that. Um, so... I will see if y'all guys will want me to. I'll link those certain episodes um, in the description. Um, I wouldn't recommend jumping around too much because then you won't. If you're really invested in watching the show, I would recommend starting from the very beginning. But okay. if you guys are just interested in those specific episodes, I will put the description, like the episode titles and what season they are. Um, but yeah, this show is on Netflix. So if you guys don't have a Netflix subscription, you can't watch it legally. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, any final thoughts, comments? Yeah. Thank you, Comins, for having oh. me. <laughs> I really appreciate it. 
I like the way you said that. Thank you. You are our first official guest on the Unapologetic Conversations with the Coleman. So that's an honor, darling. Yes, we are so like thankful that you made time out of your schedule to be here. Um, Definitely, uh, we understand, even to the audience, y'all, we have conflict, I mean, not conflict issues, sorry, scheduling issues. Um, as well. So definitely, um, we appreciate that you were able to just be here with us today. Uh, we appreciate your voice, your thoughts and opinions. Um, they're definitely always valid. Um, yeah, will you, are you thinking about being another guest on our show? Final, final yes. question? Yes, just Aww. let me <laughs> Okay. Okay, we may have secured a permanent guest, y'all. I think we earned this one in the bag. Um, she yeah. may pop in from time to time. So, yes, I just want to thank everyone so much for tuning into this episode. I thought it was very thought provoking. Um, I like that we had a whole bunch of viewpoints and a lot of different opinions and thoughts. And just a reminder that it is okay to have a different thought process than someone else. That is what makes us human. Um, and yeah, we are all allowed to grow, to breathe, to be us. I think that's so important, uh, especially with recent events. And yeah, those are my final little gems. Any last, any last comments from the Peanuts Gallery before we close out? <laughs> I just want to say if anyone has any recommendations or suggestions on actual shows that you would like us to do reviews on in the future, like we did on Dear White People, make sure you click on the link below, which is our email, and just send us a little email or DM on Instagram, which is unapologetically underscore Coleman. And just let us know what you thought about the show, but mostly let us know what your recommendation would be for another review. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, So from time to time, me and Dr. E, We'll do uh, literary uh, reviews. We'll do show reviews, movie reviews uh, from time to time. So yes, if you follow us on Instagram, you are most definitely welcome to DM us. Uh, Also our email, we will link that um, in the description box below. Um, Just any recommendations on shows you feel like we should review. Um, If there's a certain topic you would like us to cover, um, definitely we are open to that. And yeah, make sure you follow us on our social medias. If you are on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to us. Hit the bell icon because that's when you know we didn't drop the new episode. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Make sure you guys like the video and make sure you share it on your social media platforms. So that way that helps the algorithm um, basically just hype us up. (laughs) Definitely. So yeah, thank you lovely ladies for a very productive episode. Um, Lexi, any parting words to the audience? Um, thanks everybody for listening to me talk and my <laughs> and things about the show and things in general. I'm not really a talker, so <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed hearing me. <laughs> you did really well. I was the yeah. prime. I'm like, look at her, even using hand gestures. I'm like, okay, Lexi, <laughs> she met that. <laughs> Because I think what's so unique about our show is that it's just, it feels like a conversation. It just feels like a regular, everyday conversation. We don't make it like, oh, we're speaking out to a huge audience. It's just right. us being us. And I think that's the beauty of it. 
I think that's our secret. That's our recipe right there. <laughs> and everybody were like very welcoming about everybody's thoughts and opinions. It wasn't, oh no, that wasn't right. Oh no. It just, everybody just let everybody talk. And exactly. Yeah, respecting each other's thoughts. That's what makes us individuals is that we have our own unique thought processes. So I agree. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will see you on our next episode, episode five. Hey. Uh, feels like time is just flown by, isn't it? It is. <laughs> see you guys next week. Bye, guys.